You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly. And I'm Jess Biondo. And this weekend, we are thrilled to bring you Kathy Lipp, um, and she will be talking about her new book, Ready for Anything, Preparing Your Heart and Home for Any Crisis, Big or Small. So, Kathy, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Tia, Jess, thanks so much for having me on. What I already love who you guys are. You're so much fun. I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. Same thank to you. you. Um, yes. We've been just chatting for a few minutes before we started recording, and I already want to come visit you out in <laughs> No <California>. doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, you were just telling us about the, the what is it, the Big Red House? It's uh, Writing at the Red House. So it's writing a writer's retreat in the El Dorado Forest of Northern California, kind of be, tucked between California and Nevada. And yeah, it's kind oh of a special gosh. place, and we, we are very grateful we get to be the caretakers of that and a bunch of chickens and a dog and a cat. So we're trying to wow. st- put, a, put a lid on the homesteading after that for a while, but we're having a lot of fun. Well, I just Googled it real quick and it looks like an absolute paradise. I definitely want to spend some time there. It's well, amazing. we will, we will make sure that you um, know all the information because it, it magic, magic happens there. I, I just love how the Holy Spirit sets that all up. It's kind of special. So good. Mm. So you have this new book out with Zondervan Yes. and we are so pumped to kind of chat with you about what brought the idea for this book about and what your heart is behind it. So maybe you can can give us a, a sort of a brief um, uh, explanation of all that. What was the yeah. catalyst for it? So it really was a two-part kind of situation. So the first part uh, was a scare we had. Uh, we were sitting at home, both my husband and I, were. we lived in Silicon Valley for most of our marriage until just about a year ago, and uh, living in a uh, townhouses. And both working from home and somebody comes through and pounds on their door and starts screaming fire at the top of their lungs. Oh my goodness. And so uh, we did what we knew. This was probably about eight years ago. I grabbed the dog and we were both in bare feet. I had my cell phone, but we had no other earthly possessions. And we get outside on the lawn and our neighbor two doors down, their house is engulfed in flames. It looks like a movie set. And then next to them, the house in between us is our brand new neighbor who had just moved in the day before. We haven't even met them yet. And uh, smoke and everything is getting into their house and our house is still standing there. And so my husband and I are sitting on the, on the front, you know, lawn, I'm holding our 38 pound puggle and my brain starts to go to every crisis scenario. And I said, Roger, Jeremy didn't come home from school, did he? Jeremy is our our child who just started college. And I didn't, he started college that day and I didn't know his schedule. And Roger said, no, if he had come home, we would have heard. And right in the middle of the sentence, Roger takes off and goes back into our house. And I'm freaking out because, you know, yeah. And so 30 seconds later, Roger comes out and my heart is just like, oh, thank God. Well, 45 seconds later, Jeremy comes running out after him. No way. So Roger would like it noted for your listening audience that he ran into a burning building to save his child. That's an important thing for people to know. Yes. 
But it's pretty hard to get around the fact that we grabbed the dog and left our kid in a burning building. So, well. Yeah, yeah, you know. So come to find out, he came home from, uh, from school and decided to nap like only teenage boys can nap. And so yep. didn't hear any of that. So our house was okay, but the house two doors down gutted. The house in between us, extensive damage. And so even that was not enough to say, hey, maybe, Kathy, we should have a plan if our house cut. You know, like that wasn't it. But it was interesting. We, we went on a long trip around Canada for my 50th birthday. And uh, we booked some great Airbnbs, but we didn't book any that had laundry facilities. And so I spent a good part of our vacation in hot, dusty laundromats. Ew. And it gave me plenty of time to Google, can you do laundry without a washing machine? And that took me to a bunch of prepper sites. And well, Tia and Jess, these are not places you need to go. This is not, <laughs> these are dark parts of the web you do not need to hang out in. It really made me understand how unprepared and how I had just been living on kind of borrowed time and money and energy and space to try to get through the crises in my life. And we all have them. You know, yeah. we, we're all collectively living through one right now. We also, you know, on top of COVID, we also have the, you know, the protests that are going on right now, which thankfully are much more uh, peaceful than when they started out. But then my friends in Southern California just went through an earthquake. And then I had other friends who went through a tornado. And so just because one crisis is happening doesn't mean another crisis isn't on top of it. So that's what my book is about, is what can we do to be prepared for those times in our life that it's not an if, it's a when, but we can approach it with a positive attitude. Mm. That's so good. That sounds yeah. so timely right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you wrote this book at the exact right time, because like you said, we are going through all sorts of different crises that were very yeah. unexpected. Yeah. yeah it, no here's doubt. the thing. It was interesting though. I do kind of liken it to um, writing a book on healthy living when the whole world was just diagnosed with cancer. You know, like mm -hmm. we're in this overwhelming circumstance right now. So we have to be very nimble and we're listening to the news and everything. But we also have to know that this isn't the only thing that's going to be happening. So there are a few key things that we can put into place that's going to make it so much easier for the next crisis that comes that we don't have to be overwhelmed by it. What, are you, what would you say those, those few key things are? Oh, you know, such a great question. So I would say if nothing else, if you do nothing else in the next week, a couple of things. One, get a container of water. So, like, I, I know that sounds crazy, but if you have even, like, a Home Depot bucket or something around like that, that you could put some water in because water is your most valuable resource in a crisis. Now, for COVID, that hasn't really been the circumstance, but in the midst of all of this, we lost water at one point. And even if you have, you know, your Costco uh, 72 bottles, that's great for drinking. You don't want to have to use those for flushing the toilet. Right. So I want you to be able to do laundry. I want you to be able to you know, flush your toilets, take a bath, whatever you need to do without using up your drinking water. So get five gallons of water somehow. And then um, the other thing is uh, pull together some $1 bills. If you could get to $101 bills, that would be helpful. Because here's the thing you will never say. 
wow, I saved up too much money for that crisis. Like, I just did not need all that money. So, it's great to be able to have money on your phone to do DoorDash and things like that. But if uh, I've been in a um, statewide power outage before where they couldn't accept credit cards, but mm-hmm. gas pumps were on, uh, were on, they had reserve power for gas pumps. So as long as you had cash, you could purchase uh, yeah, you could purchase it. As long as you had cash, you could purchase gas. And so to have some extra money and some extra water. And then I will say one more thing. Uh, everybody thought I was being a bit alarmist when I said, you should have two weeks worth of food on hand. Everybody in my book, like, Kathy, don't you think that's a bit much? And then COVID hit. And it's mm. like, oh, look, look what we need. And it's not my recommendation. It's the Red Cross. So I would say right. get some water. Get a little bit of cash together, whatever you can. You know, go through, go through the couch cushions. Um, you know, that birthday money that your aunt Edna sent you. Grab that and pull all that together, and then do an inventory of your food and just say, you know what? I have beans and rice, but I have no tortillas. Let me get some tortillas in here. Let me gotcha. get, um, you know, let me get some flour or something while we're not currently in crisis. Mm, that's good. I like that. I think intentional living is such a huge part of our mindset at Collected. Like yeah. Christ-centered soul care and intentional living are mm, I love my that, two favorite topics. Yeah, And so I think a big part um, of intentional living is critical thinking. Yes. and Which, by the I way, is not nor- naturally my strong suit. This, it's is not. Really? So, oh my goodness. No. Are you That's kidding? That's a surprise. I was overdrawn my whole life. Overdrawn in my bank, overdrawn in my promises, overdrawn on everything. It's only wow. through a little bit of age, a lot, you know, a little bit of wisdom, uh, let's say a lot of age and a little bit of wisdom. <laughs> and you know, running out of gas because I was overdrawn in everything and that's not the way one, God has created us to live, and it's not a very fun way to live. So, yeah. because if you know anything, you guys are any grand people. I'm a seven. I'm not a planner. So that's funny. Had, so, do you have a strong six wing? You know what? I actually don't know because I feel like I I, tr- I I feel like I bounce between six and eight. I need I need a professional to come in and diagnose me. Really, is what I need. <laughs> So well, I'm you not could have, really you sure. You could have balanced wings. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think That's I thing. do because I think attributes of both, but planning is not not my jam. And so I've but had to learn w- how to do this because I want the benefits that come with planning. Yeah, for sure. That is that's amazing. So then, how do you feel like we we obviously can tell that your book is timely given. Right the year of 2020 yes. and the total mess that it, I just saw a meme, a meme recently that said the worst purchase I've made to date was a 2020 planner. <laughs> exactly right. There was no point. Yeah. When people say, Hey, could you do a zoom call here? I'm like, what else am I doing? What el- Where am I going? Yes, yep. exactly. Oh, let me check. Nope. Nothing, <laughs> nothing on the calendar. <laughs> so that being said, where have you deeply sensed that the Lord's timing was on the release of this book for 2020? Yeah, so it's so interesting. Um, I feel like there are so many things that have lined up timing-wise for me and my family, and it hasn't just been about being prepared. It's also been about rest, 
-hmm. It's been about um, some of our finances, things like that. Our house in San Jose, my husband just said, I think it's time to sell our house. And I'm like, oh, no, that's my security. That's not going to happen. And what we were doing, we were living in both houses at different times and Airbnb. And like my house in San Jose was my safety house. And wow. he says, I really sense that we need to, to sell it now. And so we did. The house changed hands on the day shelter in place went into effect in Santa Clara County where we lived. Wow. And here's the thing. We would not have been able to Airbnb that we, we couldn't give it away. And so I look at that and I say, you know, God is lining up all of these things with the book, with our own personal thing. We, that reduced our costs greatly. And here's the thing, because my husband works for a major corporation, they, in order to survive, they have cut everybody's salaries. And mm. I just think about when, when we commit our plans to God, um, things are at work that we have no understanding or no idea of, except in retrospect. Mm. So true. But I know when I have felt so out of control with everything that's been going And by the way, we've had personal things on top of COVID like everybody else has. You know, crises are rude. They show up unexpected and they always bring a friend. And I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And so, um, but here's what I understand. Even when I can't control the situation, I am adored by the one who is in control of the situation. Mm. And so I can be at rest and I have to keep telling my brain that. And I have to keep telling my heart. My heart has to keep telling my brain you are adored and cherished by the one who's in control. And so mm. you're not alone. You are not forgotten in this situation. And remember, every time you've looked back at your life, Kathy, and you've seen what God has done, you could have never controlled or organized any of that. It was totally up to God. So that's where I have to sit in the not knowing, but using wisdom to prepare and faith to trust God, there's this beautiful meshing of that that says, I can be at rest. That is wow. amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful. But learn the hard way, <laughs> like everybody yeah. else, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of wisdom is learned the hard way. It, it's we the earn only it. thing. I have yeah. never learned anything sitting on a beach. I have never <laughs> learned anything that's stuck, never right. learned it on vacation. It's always in the trenches. And, but here, that's where the good stuff is. And like, like you guys, I have to imagine, there are priorities that are being realigned. I, mm -hmm. I would not have said that success was a idol for me until all of my speaking engagements were taken away this year. Oh yeah. Until I lost, you know, a bunch of people who are part of a mastermind I do because financially they can't afford it. And I had to real, you know, with all that being taken away, it's like, okay, what do I value? And wow. I, I feel there's a shift going on in the world with a realignment of priorities. There mm -hmm. has to be. And so I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well. And that's oh, holy work. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even as an organization, we took we took what COVID gave us mm -hmm. and 
made the decision to move from a business model to a nonprofit model. Oh, wow. Which is, but, but when would we have the time to completely restructure and reboot besides now when we don't have any events? Right. Um, you know, we, we learned a new way to podcast, which we love because we get to see our guests face to face, which is amazing. Um, and friends that are listening, eventually we're going to figure out how to get these videos on YouTube for you because we know that you would probably love to see our beautiful guests' faces. So far, we're, we're not there, but we're working on it. Um, but there's but yeah, time a lot of to pivots. figure it out. Exactly. And, you know, some of them were forced, but also some of them are, how can I serve people better in all of this? And that's really yes. what my book is about. It's like you get ready so that you can serve the people that God has put in your path. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. It's like, how can we serve the people who are listening better? And we're having to think of service in a whole new way. Like totally. I can't go over to my next door neighbor and bring them food in most circumstances. I can't go on a walk with my friend who's hurting. So how do I serve in a new way? And it, I love that God has brought, you know, here's the thing. I, I hate that COVID has happened. I love that it's happened at this point in history because we have Zoom, we have resources, we have these things that we can figure it out. And I think about this for my friends who have people who have disabilities in their lives. Just mm -hmm. think how much more advanced we're going to be in some of these things for people who can't leave the house. I, it just, there's, with so much pain, there's so much progress and it makes me so happy. Yeah. True. So true. And only the Lord can take a disaster uh -oh, like that, like my mic falling on me, <laughs> <laughs> and turn it into something beautiful for His glory. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? And this is not to discount any of the pain. You know, one of my good friends lost her father to COVID. There's mm. so much pain going on right now. But, I, uh, but she, she would even say, her dad said, I am ready. And I know that God will use this for his glory. And it's, it's not trite. It's, mm -mm. you know, this is somebody who is in a life or death situation, but God is using this for his glory. And it's exciting to see amidst all of this pain and heartbreak that mm -hmm. God's love is breaking through in new and different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jess, you got a question teed up. I can tell. Yeah. Well, because we're almost out of time. Um, and How I just, did that happen? I know. It goes so, so fast. I bet it happens a lot with you guys. Yeah. It does. We it never does. have enough time for conversations. Um, but as you've been talking, I just, I feel like everything you've said is what I needed to hear, especially about the realigning of priorities and how hard that can feel mm -hmm. in the moment, but how good it is. And so I can't believe I'm the only one out there who is going through that right now oh. and, um, and with everything you're saying. So I feel like if there was some word of encouragement you would have for our listeners out there who have struggled with this forced rest or right. having to change priorities or just all the change that this season has brought, what do you have specifically for them? Yeah. So here is what I have learned about myself. And as I talk to, especially women that I respect and understand, um, that the lives we had before COVID were built more fragilely than we mm -hmm. ever understood. 
that certain things had to be in place for us to keep the status quo going. You know, we couldn't get sick. We couldn't take time off. We couldn't um, wrestle with changing um, our, our day-to-day or even our life missions. We couldn't take a second look at that because we were on a path where we had to keep going in yeah. order to not upset the cart for other people in our lives, to not upset the cart for things that we had sacrificed before. But here is what I am learning about myself and I'm learning about the amazing women, women in my life that one, um, we are more nimble than we know. And we have so the ability to change more than we ever thought that we did. And two, some of those things that we held up as idols were actually strapped to our back, keeping us down. Mm. And that those things that we were working so hard to support and to protect and to insulate were the things that were keeping us stuck. We were not stuck because of COVID. We were stuck because of decisions that we made maybe five, 10 years ago that we were still um, clinging to. And that this is a time that we can strip off those expectations and say, you know what? God has called me to a new thing. And maybe God has been wooing me for five years, a decade, 20 years. But now is the time where like we had to make those decisions. So not only are we more nimble than we know, we're more resilient than we know. And here's the other thing. We're more prepared than we know. You Mm. know, our brains are, we've got lots of folds in those brains and we've been collecting information and we're smarter and we're more resourceful than we ever thought. And so I look at the, the, we've got a teacher and a parent on here who have made this whole education thing work. You've changed up your ministry. God has called you and this ministry for such a time as this Mm. to respond to the needs of his women. And so um, I know that that's what I'm going through right now. And I'm excited for (laughs) you guys and what God is bringing forth for you. That's so good. I have to throw in really quick. So when you were talking about carrying these idols on our back, kind of as like baggage, I I think I blogged about this a few months ago, but I, I had this this vision recently, um, and it was, um, I hope that doesn't freak you out. <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> but God gave me this picture of, um, of a girl, of a w- young woman, and she had a girl or another young woman with her, and they were coming up on a chain link fence, and um, there was a lot to the scene that doesn't, it's not relevant right this second, but at this chain link fence, there was like a little part at the bottom that if that you could try to squeeze under. Mm. And the flash of this picture that I got was God saying, if you want to go where you've never been before, you're going to have to leave some things behind. Ooh. And it came to mind when you said that because the picture was of, of the leader woman mm-hmm. taking off her backpack to go under, but she wouldn't be able to retrieve it. <sighs> so, you know, I just think like, I didn't really necessarily consider that that backpack might be holding idols. And I just feel wow. it all over my body right now that that's what oh. it is. <laughs> like oh. on the edge of tears, like you saying that has been really impactful. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you for giving me the space to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. 
I feel like we're going to need to have you back on the show because uh, that went in incredibly too fast for me. <laughs> I would, I would be honored. And I, I just feel like there's a freedom talking to you guys that I don't always get. So thank you. Oh, that's so good. I love that. And I'm definitely going to be reaching out about your writing retreats because I'm so excited about that ministry. How cool. It's, yeah. it's a really special, pre- and you know, one of the things that we talk about there is, is freedom, you know, the freedom awesome. to write what God has called you to. So yeah, so good. I would love to see you there. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Kathy. Thank thanks you. for having me, you guys. Wow, Jess, I feel like I just made a new friend. <laughs> right? Like, our, I feel like our connection with Kathy was so fast. Um, and furious and that there's so much more to know about her. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are going to link to everything that Kathy does. I I, I absolutely loved the way that she was free to just let the Holy Spirit speak through her. Yeah. Um, That was a really, really sweet time with her. But gosh, it went too fast. She said to us after the interview um, that she had never shared in that way about her book before. And so I just believe with my whole heart that the things in there were specifically for our listeners because the Holy Spirit took over. Um, She even said that after we had stopped recording the interview. Um, And so I just really hope and pray that something in there encouraged you listeners out there um, to not feel discouraged if you have felt like you've had to let go of things or reprioritize and maybe let go of things that were really painful to let go of um, because the Lord is going to use that to get you to your next space. Um, and it's yeah. going to be different than you expected, but it's going to be so good and so beautiful, maybe not easy, um, but that's going to be where the next stage of growth is for you. Um, and so if that is you out there, we would love to hear from you and hear your story. And um, if you want to share your story on our platform, like we would always welcome um, people to come in and pop into maybe our outro and just join in the conversation with us. I'm just spitballing here, but you know, it's great. We want to try new things and get you involved. And we want to be a platform for sharing the way that God is working in your lives and connecting with you with who you're created to be. Um, And so if that's happening for you, we, we would love to hear about it and celebrate with you and encourage you in that. Absolutely. Oh, I love that idea, Jess. It's going to be great. Um, so if you're interested in connecting with us, you can reach us at info at collectedministries.org. Um, and that yes, our is email. a new email address. Yes, it has changed. Hello at collectedworkshops.com still is active, but um, we are shifting over. Um, our website is now located at collectedministries.org. And we have moved to a nonprofit model. And so we want to make sure that everybody knows that you can absolutely donate to support our ministry at any time. But that's all for this week, folks. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected podcast is recorded and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Alon.